For the past several Saturdays, we have been trying to focus on family-related issues or family-related matters. There's a lot of things that are going on within our families. And because we don't talk about them from a religious perspective, what eventually begins to happen is that the primary narrative, what's the whether it's a belief or behavior or a practice within our cultures, it becomes the dominant behavior or dominant practice or belief. So that is why it's very important for us that even when it comes to our family-related matters or issues, we have to understand what is how, what what is our deen saying about it. What has our Islam said about those kind of things? Today, inshallah, I want to take and address a question that has come up to me many times in uh, in counseling sessions or whether they are phone calls, and that is that what has our deen say, said about the joint family system? Is Islam recommending it or is Islam against it? Uh, how should families handle these kind of issues going forward? So today, inshallah, I want to talk about this. First of all is that when we talk about the joint family system, the question is that why are people opting for the joint family system? There could be several reasons. Number one is that either the, the husband's parents are very elderly, they're very senior, they're dependent on him, or number two is that, which we have seen in many cultures and is still a practice till today, that there's not a very, this, the husband or the man does not have a formal education. Because he does not have a formal education, he is dependent on his father and so what he has done is that the father may have a really established well-to-do business and he, what usually many fathers do is that they want to you know bring their sons and have their sons to be part of their business going forward so what happens is that the son gets like a very you know either he will get like a very basic education or he probably will they will not acquire any kind of education and they're under this assumption that we'll just be dependent on our father's business we'll work up with our father and so forth so that is a situation that you find many times too and the third situation is which is a reality which is i mean once again it, i'm not very proud to say this but it is a reality and that is that you find many men who have been so spoiled when they're being raised by their parents that they cannot survive without their parents and this is why this is where i will say this that mothers please do not spoil your sons when it comes to their room, let them clean their own room. When it comes to the, the basic things that they can do, you don't have to do it for them. This is how you spoil them. And sometimes these men become so spoiled they re that they realize that they cannot live without their mothers. So hence they have decided internally, they have made this decision that when we get married, I'm going to bring my wife into my house and she's going to be living over here. She will be able to take care of some domestic uh, responsibilities. But at the same time, having my mother alongside with me is absolutely important. And once again, this is another issue that I've talked about this in some other videos. So these are several reasons why many people, they opt for the, the joint family system. Now, how should we address the joint family system prior to marriage? It is very important. In fact, in all my premarital counseling sessions that I personally conduct, I always bring this up 
that what is your living arrangements after marriage? What are you planning to do? And what we have seen is that many times the women she refuses, that I do not want to live with your parents. And many times men, including the men's or the man's uh, parents, they see that as like a very negative thing. They see that as a, you know, they see that as a blemish or a, a um, as a, a negative character, I would say, on behalf of the woman. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. If a woman says that I do not want to live with your parents after marriage, she has a right to say that. And it is also equally the right of the man to say that, you know what, if this is something that he cannot survive without, then he can say that, you know what, I perhaps this is not the right engagement for me. He can break off the engagement or break off the talks and so forth. There's nothing wrong with that. But to sit there and, first of all, they should bring this up prior to marriage. And number two is that if a woman says no, then they should not be considered or they should not be classified or that answer should not be um, a means to question someone's tarbiyah or someone's character. That's absolutely wrong. And once again, this should be discussed. And I've seen many cases also where the husband says that, okay, you know what, let's get married for the first six months. We will live together with my parents. And then after six months, we will move out. And subhanAllah, believe it or not, there are many cases. Majority of the cases that I have seen is that the husband does not fulfill his end of the bargain. He does not fulfill his promise. Six months turns into eight months, nine months, one year. One year turns into two years. And the wife is saying that you promised me prior to marriage that we will live separately. And that is why I'm saying at this point that when you are about to get married, this should be one of the most important discussions that need to take place. And when that happens, there should be a, an agreement in place. That means that if the husband says, okay, you know what? After six months, we'll move out. There has to be an agreement in place. And once again, there should be consequences. In my own personal opinion, there has to be consequences. The family should be held accountable. He should be held accountable because he made a promise to his wife. Now, of course, it goes without saying that if he tells his wife or he does ask his wife that can we just make six months into nine months and she says absolutely it's fine, then there's no problem with that. But once again, this has to be discussed prior to marriage. Now, what happens after marriage? This is the key thing here. First of all, I must say this. There is no Quranic ayah and there's no hadith of the Prophet that recommends the joint family system. It is not virtuous compared to the non-joint family system. There is not one that is preferable over the other. So that is why when people say that this is part of our deen, this is how families are supposed to live, this is how Muslim families are supposed to live, that's absolutely wrong. Once again, as I said earlier, because we have not talked about this for such a long time, that is why many people believe that the cultural system is the Islamic system and that is not true at all. The next thing that's very important also to understand is that the joint family system is recommended in the case that the hus the or the the husband's parents are absolutely elderly and they are completely dependent on the, on their son and so forth. So that is why it's very important that in that particular situation, I would say that then they should live together because someone needs to, the, the husband uh, needs to look after his parents and so forth. It is not wise at that time or that situation that where they're living separate and the parents are living separate because once again, what if the parents fall down? What if something happens to them? They need their son's aid right away. So that's why in that particular situation, I would say, that fine, it makes complete sense that they live in a joint family system. 
The other situation in which I would say that um, the Joy Fam system can work is if the woman has her own separate quarter. Now, there are a lot of people, they live in a joint family system. But for example, one entire floor is dedicated to the wife. The wife has her own, like sort of like mini kitchen. She has her own living room. She has her own space. Parents are living downstairs. They don't usually, you know, um, come in each other's way and so forth, unless the wife has to sometimes go in the, in the kitchen and cook food for the entire family and so forth. But otherwise, she has her own quarter. She has her own privacy and so forth. That is fine if a husband says to his wife you will live with me in the joint family system and once again there should be no one else up there there should be no one else up there that should be her own um, reserve space because a woman does need her privacy the next thing is also i would say that if there's ever a situation where the house is cramped okay the house is cramped like for example there was a brother who came to me and he told me that or this is actually a woman telling me that the house where or the household where she got married into that house is so small and they only have one bathroom and you can just imagine the shame you know that you know even though there's nothing haram being done but just for the woman to go and she's taking a shower or the man is taking a shower you of course you understand exactly where i'm going with this everyone understands what's going on and it is almost a, a, a source of shame in one way that this is, you know, when it comes to intimacy and so forth, this is a private matter between a husband and a wife and so forth. So that is why if there's ever a situation where there is so many people living in one house or under one roof, then in that particular situation, I do not recommend the joint family system. I do not recommend that the husband should bring his wife into that particular situation. It's not right with her and it's a violation of her privacy. Now, we also find in many in many religious families, in fact, in many religious families where there are multiple brothers. So the, so the husband or the person who's getting married, who's the husband, he has many brothers and they're all living under the same roof. So what happens in that situation is that if he brings a wife into his life and she's living under the same roof, then she has to constantly be in the me in the in the state of hijab because when it comes to their brother-in-law see once again in our cultures there is so much you know comfortableness there is so much um you know people are very comfortable i would say or people do not apply any kind of restrictions when it comes to the brother-in-law yes i'm not saying that when it comes to brother-in-laws you know yes our deen has saying that we sh we have to apply hijab a, a sister-in-law has to apply hijab in front of her brother-in-law there's no question about that absolutely no question about that and yes you can be living you can be in the same room for example or like for example when families come together sit down with each other of course the wife should sit next to her husband in that particular situation but once again we should not violate the grounds of hijab and so forth so here's what i'm trying to say if, if there's a situation where they have to live under the same roof, then I would never ever recommend, I would never ever recommend that a woman is put in a situation where she has to live with her husband under the same roof where he where she has brother-in-laws. Because once again, there's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ narrated by Uqba ibn Amr where he said to the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ is saying that beware of entering up upon women. So the Prophet ﷺ is making us aware that be careful when you enter upon women. So the Prophet ﷺ, I mean, Uqba ibn Amr is saying, he's narrating this hadith and he says, a man from the Ansar was sitting there and he stood up and he said, Ya Rasulullah, what about the brother-in-law? 
Meaning that apparently there would be, now you have to understand, they may not, they were not probably living in the same place. But because the houses, because at that time, the houses were so close to each other, they can easily walk into other people's homes and so forth. They were uh, next to each other. They were not separated like we see in many cases. So here this, this man is saying that, what if I just walk into the second house and I'm the brother-in-law? I mean, there's, you know, we're, uh, you know, this woman is married to my brother and so forth. There's a certain level of comfortable, comfortableness and so forth. What did the Prophet say? He says, Alham al maut He says, السلام, that the brother-in-law is death. Meaning that there are cases where we find where if the rules and the laws of hijab are violated, then there are cases where we have heard that where there can be infidelity and there is cheating that goes on and so forth. And once again, I don't want to go into too many details here about this, but this is a reality. The fact that the Prophet said it, that is it for us. We don't need any more evidence. So that is why I don't ever recommend that if husband and wife have to live under the same roof and she does not have her own private quarter and so forth and she does not have the liberty to go around the house but she has to go always in hijab that this is not fair with any wife now there are cases once again i have to make this clear there are there are cases where i've seen where on the bottom floor uh, parents are living this the and then the second floor you have one brother's living with his family and then the, the the next floor another brother's living with his entire family and so forth they have their own kitchen they have their own bedroom they have their own bathrooms they have everything completely separated there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that because they actually have their own pr pretty much their own homes it's just one is one floor is stacked upon the other that's all it is so that's fine but to live under the same roof where the wife cannot get out of the house or she wants to go around the house and she has to be in hijab all day long, it is not right with her and it's not right um, for the brothers because once again, it could become an un uncomfortable kind of situation. The last thing I will say also is that um, we also understand that when it comes to joint families, whether we're talking about the husband's parents coming living in or the wife's parents come living in, it, it works both ways. So if the if the husband's parents are living, or if the husband's family is living with him, uh, of course the rules have to be applied over there. Let's just say if um, if the man says, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go and live with my in-laws. So it's also equally important that there has to be hijab over there. And once again, I don't recommend that in case where his wife has sisters. So the man has sister-in-laws and so forth. Once again, you have the hijab issue there too. But let's just say if only the husband's parents want to come and live with their son. Or let's just say if the wife's parents want to come and live with their daughter and so forth. There's nothing wrong with that. But I will lastly say this. It is very important that we talk to our spouse about this. See, many times husbands, they will say that, you know what, it's my parents. I don't need my wife's permission. And what you're doing is that you're violating her space. You understand? You're violating her space. She should be uh, she should be made aware of it. You should have that discussion with her as a man because that is her right. It's not right that you have people coming in. And there are many families I've seen where the, then the parents come in and subhanAllah, the husband begins to, his behavior becomes uh, very negative. Uh, his uh, character becomes very negative. And many times, even when these families come in, they start to mistreat the wife very bad. And so once again, 
in any situation, if you want to bring the family in, you must discuss this with your family, discuss it with your kids and so forth. And if they can work with each other and everyone is on their best behavior and everyone is respectful, then no problem. You can live in a joint family system. But if you know that there is going to be issues, there is going to be constant conflicts, then I will strongly recommend that you get two separate dwellings for your family, for your parents, and for your uh, for your spouse and your children. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq about these kind of matters. Once again, the reason why I'm addressing this is because this has been a constant question that has come and there's been many issues in our families and in our communities because we don't have the proper education about these matters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring peace to our families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us happy inshallah when it comes to our family affairs. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما